a win for Syracuse basketball over the Golden Grizzlies of Oakland, one that we thought they'd have. Uh, they smashed the spread at 16 points. Good for the Orange. We're going to give you our takeaways from the game. It's all on Lockdown Syracuse, and it's right now. Our Locked On Syracuse, your daily podcast on the Syracuse Orange, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Matty Bones and OV with you on your Wednesday episode. This is Lockdown Syracuse. Thanks for making it your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts. Today's episode brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. I help you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash Lockdown College Terms and Conditions Apply. Syracuse beats Oakland 95-66 on the home floor. They make it two in a row now. Uh, SU with a monstrous victory uh, comes off the backs once again of Gerard and Edwards who led the scoring battle had 18 apiece other guys were there too I mean it was an onslaught so of course everybody scored uh, but there actually is plenty to talk about in terms of some position battles and some guys who can't shoot uh, namely Chris Bell who did have one of the best yams of the year right up there with uh, that same Jesse dunk from this game. Uh, and then Judas dunk from the Illinois game. He had a great dunk, but one for four from three, one rebound. He only got to play 12 minutes. Chris Bell's a little bit worrisome before we really dive into that. I want to set the stage on the other main talking points. The other thing uh, that everybody's got their eye on is the battle between John Bull and Jacques and Malik Brown. Malik Brown finally got to show off a little bit on the court and, and show the team what he's made of. He had 12.7 rebounds tonight. He was fantastic. Bull only played uh, eight minutes compared to Brown's 16. Bull had two points, six rebounds, but had three assists compared to Brown's one. They both had a steal. Uh, so there's a little bit of a position battle there as the guy who comes in to relieve Benny. Uh, so there's that to talk about too. Uh, and then of course, Judah Mintz, we're still looking for it in a game where Syracuse scores 95 points. You think Judah Mintz would have more than 10? No, he doesn't outscore Malik Brown or Simeon Torrance in this game. So Judah Mintz, I don't want to say he's definitely not a problem, but he's not where I think anybody would like him to be right now. And he's got these cupcake games to, uh, Take that time and really mesh and gel and whatever words you want to use uh, that make everybody feel better for the time being. But at some point, he's got to be that guy for Syracuse, and he has to be able to put in 25 on any given night like he did those two nights at the Barclays Center. Uh, but, Owen, let's start back at the beginning of that entire tirade uh, at Chris Bell. Bayheim, like we've said previously and very recently on this podcast, has talked about Chris Bell's job uh, within uh, press conferences, whatnot, saying if you don't rebound, if you don't do the other parts of the game, you will not play. Yet, he continues to play, and he continues to start 
Do you think Bayheim is bluffing, or do you think that soon maybe Justin Taylor takes his spot? At this point, I, I really am curious because you're going to get called out on the bluff pretty soon. The way you know Bell continues to play and the way Bayheim continues to critique, uh, I, I think at some point you either have to to act on it or you you've got to stop pestering about it in press conferences. Those are the options here. Uh, Bell with one rebound tonight stays on the season average of one rebound per game. Did it in 12 minutes today. He did have an outrageous dunk, which continues to bring up the question. If you can get up like that with that physicality, with that power, how can you not show any reminiscence of that in the rebounding game and crashing the boards? It doesn't make sense. It seems like, right, if you can get to the rack like that and throw down with that much power, that much authority, with a guy right there trying to take a charge and you absolutely light him up for what I think I tweeted was him and Judah, honestly, are two of the best dunks of the last decade for Syracuse basketball. Two of the best dunks since Johnny Flynn uh, did it against Rutgers, genuinely. Uh, and I, I might be missing some things mentally, but it really is. I mean, Syracuse has not been having incredible dunks like that. And now that's twice in a two-week span where you've seen it. And Jesse threw down today like crazy. But when you're being able, and you show me that you could throw down like that, it doesn't math to my brain right now that you cannot rebound and struggle to rebound as much as he does. I just want to see him yeah. get aggressive and get on the floor for a ball or be, you know, just positioning wise too, right? You, you've got to be able to crash the boards at some point and you're not shooting the ball well, right? Bayheim said at the start of the year, Bell is the second best shooter on this basketball team behind Gerard. He's not performing like it. Wild that you're not going to be able to rebound. Huh? I guess that's true, but I mean, I like what I'm, yeah. I mean, just seems wild. That, that, yeah, no, but it, I guess it's true. He's, I guess he's still right about that when you look up and down the roster, like, I guess, um, but it just doesn't seem, it seems pretty marginal at this point with Bell and the rest of the, uh, the, the freshman and the bench guys, whatever. Right. Uh, I yeah. feel like I, I find Taylor it could take that from any day. I find it to be very similar to the Gerard conversation of the Gerard defensive drop-off is significant. And if he's not, you know, outweighing the defensive dip with offensive production, then why is he in the game? And I feel the same way with Bell. If you're not rebounding, but you're hitting threes, fine. You're, you know, you're, you're balancing this thing out. But if you are not rebounding on one side and you're not shooting the three on the other side, I, I, the whole thing is askew and, and it needs to be yeah. a change. And I think you're going to start to continue to see that change uh, with the likes of Taylor, with the likes of sort of your non-traditional lineup, I guess, when you venture out of that traditional starting five, maybe you throw bowl in there with Benny. Maybe you throw um, Malik Brown in there with Benny. Maybe you get a bigger lineup or a smaller lineup uh, where, where you're not having them in there, but these, these minutes are going to start having to shift. And Bell is going to start needing to show a little bit more. Uh, he missed wide open threes today. And I get it, right? He missed shots. But it's not an anomaly for him not to be hitting threes and for not him not to be scoring. And at this point, it's it's starting to hit that point in the season, right? You're nine games in where it's not the, oh, you know, he started slow. He's getting used to things. We're, we're starting to get past that point in the year 
where you're starting to take a little bit less in terms of things that aren't working right, when it does seem like there are options that can work better and you're starting to see those options as Bell plays 12 minutes tonight. Yeah. Um, and, and we've talked about this earlier in the season about that these positions, uh, a couple of them at least, were, I mean, really it's just come down to the small forward position. That's the one that's up for grabs. Uh, and Chris Bell, he's had, you know, he got the, the selection and he's kind of, you know, giving it away right now to whoever wants it because he's not impressing Bayheim. Uh, and Justin Taylor, who's played pretty well, I feel has a chance to take that. But let's uh, read a quick ad and then we will get on to some different conversation about uh, John Bolajak versus Malik Brown as the backup behind Benny Williams at the four, which should be fun for Owen, who is the biggest John B fan on the planet. But first, let me tell you about LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn uh, will always help you find the right candidates you want to hire. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Go create a free job post on LinkedIn and then add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply okay let's do it owen john b versus malik b how do you feel this is oh this is conflicting for me everybody on here should know i'm a huge john bull fan have been a big john bull fan since he got to this place uh he was outstanding tonight in his role and what he can do i will give him that i'm gonna lead with that because he deserves it uh, he scores two points. He gets a tap in, but six boards, three assists, a steal, uh, diving on the floor for loose balls, gets a jump ball, takes a charge. I mean, he does everything that you could want someone to do. And I want to throw this out there. When he entered the game tonight, it was a one point game. I believe this was a very close basketball game. It was that traditional, you know, Syracuse is playing a team that it's better than, but for some reason, Somebody is going to pop off today. It was Townsend uh, just couldn't miss inside the arc to start this game. It's a close game when bowl comes in and he was a spark an immediate spark. And it was fun to see him come in and sort of bring this team to life with his energy and the way he plays this game, uh, distributing the ball. Well, finding uh, he found Edwards on a pass. He was in the right spots. He was doing every single thing that you want him to do within his skill set. With that being said, Malik Brown balled out today. And I do understand that they both serve a similar purpose. And I said this about Malik Brown early on in the season. When he comes in, he's also a spark and does things like that and does quick things, gets rebounds. But the difference here 
and it pains me to say this because of my John Bowl allegiance here, Malik Brown contribute offensively and can contribute offensively uh, in a far more superior manner to John Bolajak, without a doubt. And that is, at times this year, when you look at the four-game skid or the three-game skid that Syracuse goes on in this season with St. John's Bryant in Illinois, they needed some offensive pop. And, and I think Malik Brown was the answer in that, uh, more so than John Bull was. And I will give the nod to John Bull. And I don't criticize Beheim for playing Bull because he has done it. Every time you put him in, he's he's done those intangible things and, that you and know he can do. The but thing I is, do think there is that better option now, and it was clear today. It was a gutsy move for Beheim to put Bull in for I respect actual it. minutes. And but, but what I'm gonna say is there are there are still a lot of people who aren't happy about it. And like you said, Owen, every time he's in, he does the job. Like yeah, he passes the ball really well and he plays really good defense. He doesn't put him in when they need a bucket, obviously, because he has no offensive skills at all whatsoever. But he plays the position uh the way it's intended in terms of solid defense in the zone. And he distributes the ball as well as he needs to. Um I will say, in, if you're if we're comparing him to Malik Brown, they are radically different players. You know, they're yeah. different. Malik Brown has closer to an NBA body. John Bull does not. Um, and Malik, he's he's kind of more of a traditional big. As John Bull told me at Media Day back in 2019, I'm a stretch four. I'm a stretch four. That's why I'm here to shoot the three. I'm a stretch four. Now I'll tell you what, he's not. But maybe in his head, he is. Uh, well, Malik Brown certainly is, and he knows that he's going inside for his buckets. Uh, and he scored 12 tonight, and he looked good doing it. Um, I think I'd still want Malik Brown, but I think John Bull has his place and has his situation, you know? I think yeah. there is a situation for John Bull over Malik Brown. If you're up big and you just can't give anything up and you don't necessarily need a bucket, put John Bull in. Sure, he's going to pass the ball where it needs to go, and he's not going to collapse in the zone. He's going to make the right rotation. He does, he a plays, he's a great role player in terms of he doesn't you know, try to overstretch or outdo himself or anything. He just plays his role really well uh, because, I mean, you could argue that the expectations aren't radically high, but I don't think he cares. He's going to knock it out of the park if no. he can. Uh, yeah, so I, I think that's what's to be said about John Bolt. It is, I, I think, a good situation for Syracuse right now to, to have those two options that are different options that can be used at different points and, and depending on the need and depending on the defense that's being played and defending, depending on, you know, situation even more so. You have options and, and you've got a guy in Malik Brown that, as you said, that, that more traditional big build uh, and, and can score when needed and, and crashes the boards with a little bit more ability to finish when he gets the ball. Uh, but Bull does, as you said, everything you want him to do. And he, he has done it this whole season in this stretch where he's been playing decent minutes. He's done it every time. I mean, he, he gets the rebounds with relative aggression. He distributes the ball really well. Uh, I, I think he just, he gets it. And both of those are incredibly important factors for this team moving forward. I, I think you're in, 
that interesting spot right now that we, as you were saying, I think in, in the first block that we were anticipating coming into this season, where you're really starting to have to look in and, and with a magnifying glass at some of these position battles. When you look at, you know, Benny has not been incredible. And, and it's, as I said earlier, nine games in. This is nine games into year two, where we're still looking at some consistent things that we want them to work on and, and improve defensively, definitely, and improve on some other things. And I mean, he was getting looks today. I wanted to see him hit a couple more of those shots that he had, uh, but I don't think he played badly today by any means, but I don't think Benny's a guy that you're, you're going to have playing 40 minutes. And so where those 15 minutes go is very much up for grabs. And, and both of these yeah. guys in bowl and Brown have, you know, battled and shown that they're, they're in that conversation and there's nothing better for teams in terms of a young team and a team that needs a spark and a team that can improve and definitely needs to show improvement than some friendly positional battles. Cause it is going to bring the most out of these guys and you're going to see a heightened play or you're going to see someone else. And I think that really does help this team in the long run. And you've got a couple of situations where you're going to start seeing that push and that increased push. And I think you really can start mixing lineups up a lot, uh, throwing some three guard looks in there, maybe with a guy like Symir mixing in a little bit more and, and throwing in some some bigger lineups where maybe Taylor uh, pushes up to the two or the three or the two or even the one bringing the ball up the court a little bit. I think you can mix things up a good amount with this current situation and, and present varying looks uh, in an effective manner. And as we've said, and as I'm sure we will continue to say, right, you've got three more pretty much gimme-ish games in your next three games all at home, and then two of your – or three of your easier ACC games. I mean, Pitt's going to be a toss-up of a game, but BC and Louisville are, are both, you know, your easier ACC games. you got a stretch here where you really can figure out what kind of funky rotations you can mix in and different lineups for different situations. And I think that you are actually, despite the negative thoughts, I think it's a lot more fun to have positive outlooks on teams early in the season when it's young and it's a young squad. I, I really do think you can be in okay shape after this homestand and after these first three ACC games coming up. Maybe you're not where you thought you were at the start of the season, Maybe it's not perfect, but I, I really do think that today they executed and did what you wanted them to do, and they showed that they can blow out a team they're supposed to blow out, which was not the case this year. But I do think that this is a team that in the next two, three weeks can figure out a lot about themselves, a lot more about what will work for this team, what can get this offense to continue flowing, and what, when all is said and done, is going to put this team in the best position to be successful in the bigger ACC games that you will face this season. Let's take one more quick break. When we come back, we'll talk Judamits and we'll give you our opinions on him right now. But first, let me tell you about Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer and esports. It's all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, those are at betonline as well. They're the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. All righty. Judamins. Um, 
He is a tremendous talent. Jim Beheim referred to him as the best player on the team. Uh, or, or, or well, earlier this season, he has shown us flashes of greatness, but he doesn't always rise to the occasion, and he can hit the three to save his life. He's currently without including the Oakland game. He's averaging 14 and a half points per game, three assists, two rebounds, a steal and a half, uh, turns the ball over a little over two times, fouls the same amount. He's shooting 15% from three, 47% from two, for 43% overall. Um, I guess my question is to you, Owen. What is Judah Mintz now? in terms of long-term outlook this season compared to what you thought he was after the St. John's game? Right now, I think mentally I have him solidified as a two-year guy. Okay. I, I think he definitely needs to build and improve this season. He's got the flashes. He's got what it takes. He's got the ability to get to the rim and finish in the rim or at the rim. And I love the physical style of play that he can present. He does have a lot of stuff that needs to be worked on. And that's okay. Right? You're a freshman. You do not have to be a one and done to have a successful NBA career. Sure. Or to get drafted, right? You you can go through a progression and be a two-year guy and have success or even more than a two-year guy, and have some success. I think he needs the second year now. And there was a point, a handful of games in this year, where I was like, you know what? He, he is a one and done. And good for him. It's going to be fun to watch him play, even if this team struggles. I see him as a two-year guy now. I want to see him improve on shooting the ball. Obviously, that's not a hot take. That's not uh, you know, me throwing not any in-depth idea out there. He's got to improve on the shot, 100%. And I would love to see it. And I think I saw it a little bit today, right? He scores 10 points, but he did have five assists, which is, you know, more than we've gotten used to with him so far. Uh, When you demand that much attention and your ability to drive, you being able to dish is going to be paramount to your success and team success and offensive success as a whole, right? You being able to take a double team or a switch or a mismatch of any sort and being able to obviously finish at the rim, which we know he can do, and he's proven that he can do. But to be able to dump the ball off and find that open look and that open man is going to be what this offense needs. And that is why the offense put up 95. Yes, you're playing Oakland. Yes, this is you know a team outside of Ken Palm's top 300. This is one of the worst teams, probably the second worst team you played this season. However, this offense moved the ball today a lot more. And I think that is something that Judah can continue to do, even if he's not putting up 20 a game. Him being able to distribute is going to be huge because that is what you're going to need as a point guard at the next level. That and the shot are going to go a really long way. And I think he does need another year in order to hone in on both of those things. Yeah. And you said it last episode, how many NBA point guards can't shoot the three? Not many, not many. Right. It's... Uh, so there, there's that to deal with, and to look look at. But my point in the question was just, 
he, to show that he could, like, he can elevate to that. And yeah. after that St. John's game, everybody thought he was a one and done. He was flying up draft boards, whatever. And then he's really had a big lull ever since he's returned from the Barclays Center. Um, I think that he's a tremendous player and a tremendous talent, but it's going to take him a little bit of time to get things developed. But at the end of the season, he's going to be one of those guys who we've seen a lot of growth from, for sure. Yeah, and I also I also want to say, too, like, yes, he scores 10 points today, which is not what you want from him, I guess. But he also didn't score 10 points and start, like, chucking and start incredibly forcing everything. He sort of took the points. Maybe there's a moment or two you can circle where things might have been a little forced. But we have seen him in the past, you know, when things aren't going his way, start to force and start to get really frustrated. And I don't think that was the case today. So you you were allowed to score 10 points in a college basketball game and still be a good basketball player. Uh, and, and I think you, you've got to find those situations and understand that the team is playing really well right now and you're not playing poorly, but you don't need to force things. And I am glad to see that he, he didn't go into the force and the frustration and that sort of ordeal, which I think is something that is going to help him in the long run, uh, being able to have that mentality and continue to, you know, stay positive and play smart, even when not everything is working perfectly in the world of Judah Mitz. Agreed. All right. That's all we got for today's episode, Syracuse. Oh, you got something? I'm going to throw a couple of shout-outs out there because why not? Um, First of all, shout-out Trey Townsend, uh, 29 points. Good Good for you. Uh, Shout-out Syracuse passers. Uh, Two guys with six assists in Gerard and Benny. Two guys with five assists in Judah and Symir. And John Bull with three assists. I'm not sure I've seen a box score like that in terms of assists with Syracuse basketball in a little bit. So that's pretty cool. True, true. Um, who else? Shout out you guys, uh, the fans, the listeners, for replying on Twitter and giving us some thoughts, even if we didn't share them, in a game that was a 30-point game that doesn't really have all too much to talk about in terms of you know huge thoughts going out at the game. So shout out to y'all for being able to toss that out there and continue to contribute. We're flying in terms of Twitter followers. That's really fun. Uh, I love the conversations out there. I love seeing it. Almost a 2100 over there. We're like 955, 960 on YouTube. It's almost time for me to buy some tickets for the people. Four pack, maybe five if there's a case. We will have some fun. This is cool. Uh, keep it up. It's really cool to have these interactions. And, you know, in the comments, Bones. I was told I have surpassed you in background. Yeah, your background's looking good, man. So I think cool. So hear me out on this. I was yeah. thinking now we're just now we're just you know filibuster. Um, we're we're chopping it up now. So I got this screen back here, and I never use it. I was thinking of popping some highlights on there during Ooh, each pod. Is that going to get us copyright? So that's the thing I was thinking about. Is I don't know if that gets a copyright strike. Is it a copyright we'll strike try if you only out. show half the screen? I don't know, but maybe I'll throw some 2003 highlights up there. I'll throw some, I don't know. I'll just throw up like the the Virginia game from 2016, Final Four. Okay. Or, uh, Watch it over a span of four episodes. Um, yeah. Anyway, I was thinking about be that because, you know, we're always trying to improve here. Yeah. Owen and I, we have a very healthy competition of backgrounds. 
uh, where we make each other better, and that's just how this how this goes. But anyway, yes. I got to buy some new cards. Yes, we appreciate the listeners very much and the watchers on YouTube, of course. Uh, but that does it for us today on Lockdown Syracuse. Thanks for making us your first listen. Go check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast as well. They got big stories, instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. I'm Matt Bonaparte. He's Owen Valentine, and we'll see you tomorrow.